0: Hi everyone, welcome to Let's Talk Mercedes, the podcast by Mercedes-Benz. This is all about exciting topics like mobility, innovation, technology and much more. To open up new perspectives and to gain deeper insights, we meet experts from inside Mercedes-Benz and experts from all over the world. My name is Sarah Else, I'm your host and I'm looking forward to discovering the latest news and trends with you. So thank you for listening and now Let's Talk Mercedes. Esports, that's this crazy new thing for the computer and tech nerds, a niche market. Well, whoever believes this is unfortunately completely wrong. The history of esports goes back almost 50 years. Arguably, the birth of esports took place in 1972 when Stanford University held the Intergalactic Space War Olympics with their top prize at a tournament, a year's subscription to Rolling Stone magazine. Today, the prize money is much higher, but also the number of participants and spectators has increased. The top prize money is about $30 million, and millions of people watch the World Championships finals of various games. So how do you use this market as a brand? Is sponsoring really worthwhile? And how does a company change its own branding with such an engagement? I'm very happy to learn everything important about the esports world today from Nas Aleta and Natana Elisiyanta. Hi there. Hi there. Hello. Before we start, I've got to make a confession. I'm a total noob, (laughs) that newbie guy, Um, but I'm very willing to learn many things about the eSports world, so I'm very happy to have you as my tour guides. Are you ready for the journey? Definitely. (laughs) First of all, I want to introduce you to the audience. Nas, you're Head of Global eSports Partnerships and Business Development at Riot Games. If I were to create a game about your job, what skills would your player have and which task would she have to solve?
1: Oh, wow. I've never been asked that before. Um, let's see. I think uh, your abilities would probably have to be communication, negotiation and collaboration. And what was the second part of the question? The second part was um, which
0: surroundings, which kind of play field, game world would you create for it? Is it more like the adventure oh. park or what is it? <laughs> Or the strategic planning uh, version of it?
1: I I, I think it would be a strategy game. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, very uh, curious what you say, Nats. You're director (laughs) global marketing, communications, Mercedes-Benz cars. What would your gaming world and player look like? And of course, you can choose a League of Legends champion.
2: I think there would be like hmm, one out of two or maybe two characters that would come to my mind. The one is a little bit funny because the very first one would be like... uh, maybe Heimerdinger. Um, he is very innovative. He is very um, somehow magic. Yeah, um, He has really, really good skills. And funny enough, I'm living only like two cities away of a city called Heimerdingen. So <laughs> it's like it's like a nice coincidence. Yeah, But actually, no. Um, I'd rather go for Brom. I think um, that character is really cool. Very strong, a strong supporter. And last but not least, if you have a closer look in his face you will realize there is one thing that he has in common with our former CEO. (laughs) Is it a beard? It's the beard. (laughs) You're right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a tough task to solve, I have to admit. And since we're already in the gaming mood, I'd like to play a little game with you. Our podcast fans know and like it already. I read out some lines and I'd like you to finish them. Are you ready? Okay. Let's go. I I say level one. (laughs) (laughs) If I could bring one thing from the gaming world into the real world, it would be... Nas.
1: I would say uh, the power to heal.
0: Wow, that's a good... Oh, that's a tough task for you now, (laughs) Nas.
2: Find anything better. I think um, that kind of um, imagination, what is possible.
0: Mm, That's also good. All right, second level. For my creativity, playing games means...
2: Last but not least, it makes you feel somehow pulled into a new world and it changes a lot in your mood
1: that's a really good answer i would have to agree i think um i would say it lets you um escape and enter a whole new world and immerse yourself um it's also a place to connect with friends and and to play everyone you know regardless of your age you still need to play so it it helps you do that
0: yeah, and it opened up uh, our minds, right? There's right. no frontier. I mean, that's you can right. imagine everything and then you can do everything. That's that's pretty cool, especially in the business world. <laughs> All right, your last level, and that refers to the different skills you need in different games. So here's your third level. Fast reaction, strategic planning, or just having the right touch. I'm most successful in?
2: Spontaneous reactions.
1: <laughs> okay. The same. Spontaneous reactions, or quick reactions.
0: <laughs> All right, thanks for that. And now we dive in deep into the world of esports. When did you f- first get in touch with esports, and how was that experience for you? Nas, maybe you start.
1: Sure, um, absolutely. Well, I've been at Riot since 2012, and uh, you know we've been doing esports since right around that time. Our first World Championship was in. 2011. Um, but for me, the big aha moment, I would say, was our our world final in 2013. Um, it was the first time that we had taken over a very iconic arena, which was Staples Center here in Los Angeles, which is where the Lakers play and the Clippers play. And I grew up here and that was where I would go for my sporting events. You know, I grew up going to the Staples Center. Um, And so walking in and seeing that same arena packed with League of Legends fans cheering and passionate, and you could just feel the energy. Um, I think for me, that was the moment that I said, oh my gosh, I have to to go and do esports. And I was already at Riot. I was working in a different role that wasn't in esports. And it was after that that, I transitioned over to the eSports team and I've been there since. So it's been, it's been quite a journey. So
0: love at first sight. But did you also Absolutely. understand it the first time? Because I had the feeling when I saw the first games, I thought, what are they doing? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> it,
1: it, it can be challenging if you don't play the game to be able to easily follow it. Um, I was fortunate in that experience where I was already playing League of Legends, so I could um, uh, follow it. But uh, I think as people learn the rules of the game, um, it becomes so enjoyable. What about you, Nats? What
0: was your first experience with it? And when, of course.
2: You don't want to know that. That was far before you, <laughs> you somehow touched the first time Earth. <laughs> so actually, so actually, it was on a Commodore 64. Uh, and um, you might have heard of that. So it's already quite some years ago. But um, it's really funny, Naz, that you uh, refer to the staple Center because the next real big thing that happened to me and that blew me away was literally the moment When I came back home on a Saturday night, I just went on TV and I stopped at a live show and I didn't know what it is. Uh, I had no clue. And actually it was the finals in the Staples Center in the US. I was really blown away, but uh, what made it really, really cool, I asked myself, wow, look at this energy in this show. Isn't it something we should start thinking of? Yeah, because it was really something you, you you really felt like the energy, you felt the movement, and you felt this is something that might go big. Yeah, and then the question was definitely: Is it a field where we as a company should somehow get attached to?
0: Yeah, we're gonna follow this question, of course, during the podcast, but you both said something like it was fascinating so for all those people out there who haven't seen an esports final or game yet what makes it that fascinating for the people and of course for yourself
2: i mean the fascination from my point of view comes uh, first of all through all the people that are attending the show because they are gamers they really love the game um they are strong supporters of their favorite teams, so it is actually no difference between eSports and maybe an n f l game or maybe a soccer game or whatever. There is no difference in that, but what makes it really cool is it is so much happening in one second, yeah that it's really thrilling
0: so how's it for you nas or how was it for you i don't know what do you, yeah.
1: what do you say <laughs> you know I've been doing I've been working in esports for, for quite some time now and I think I'll say it like this. I think there's my my favorite moment um, and it never gets old is standing on the floor of a packed arena where all our fans are in the stands like right before we start and everyone's cheering and it just you I get goosebumps every single time <laughs> and it feels just incredible because it's kind of just the most obvious manifestation of why we do what we do. A packed house of passionate League of Legends fans. We've really kind of tried to create that can't miss moment, right? Where, of course, it's the top two, best two teams in League of Legends who are going to come and compete. We also have an opening ceremony where there's a musical performance and we use technology and innovation to make that moment really, really special. Um, and, uh, and there's a celebration, of course, with the trophy ceremony at the end. So it's really just such a celebration um, of the season. And, and we just hope to do it justice every single year.
0: You mentioned League of Legends, and I also mentioned it, and also Nats mentioned it. I think we have to help the people to understand what we're talking about. So Nas, could you give us a quick overview and maybe a classification, especially of League of Legends?
1: Yes, um, I think you can very easily simplify it. You can compare it to traditional sports, where when you say sports, you know, that's not referring to just one particular sport. There's basketball, there's football, uh, there's uh, hockey, there's so many different sports, and the same goes with eSports that's divided by by game, um, League of Legends being one of them. And within games, there's genre of game, which really defines what type of game and gameplay yeah. it's going to be. So League of Legends is a MOBA game, uh, which stands for m- a Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, which really means um, that it's a team-based strategy game um, where two teams of Five each. They essentially face off to destroy one another's base. And in our game, you can choose from over 150 characters, we call them champions, that you can play. Um, And so that becomes a very strategic uh, decision to draft, you know, a team composition and put together a team um, and then a defense, right? The other team has to to counterpick to put together a team with the right skills and um, synergies to be able to take on uh, the opponent
0: Nuts! you made your first steps or mercedes-benz made its first steps into the fields of esports in 2017 by cooperating with esl another thing which we have to explain what kind of cooperation is that and why did you decide to join in
2: We started already in 2017 Mm. with a corporation as a global mobility partner of the ESL. Then we really rapidly jumped onto various other platforms and various other, let's say, corporations. For example, our colleagues in China are in the game since 2018, yeah, with the League of Legends Pro League. They also sponsor a team over there, RNG. And I really asked my team, what is RNG standing for? And they told me, Royal never give up. So I like that one. (laughs) We are also sponsoring a Korean team, Gen G, ourselves. And meanwhile, our investors in a team, SK Gaming. And we do truly believe that these kind of corporations, collaborations are really important. And we don't want to just become somehow a sponsor. But we really want to be involved in the game. I tried to explain it somehow um, and to compare it maybe with the Formula One engagement. It's not only about sponsoring. It's also about being fully engaged. So being part of the game, being a relevant part of the game, and also being able to somehow influence everything, what happens. And the partnership that we started now with Riot helps us to bring all that to the next level. Because from our brand DNAs, we do have a lot in common. That is perfect. That's great. And on the other hand, Riot is also open to discuss ideas from our side and vice versa as well. So all of a sudden, we do have opportunities where we haven't dreamed of before. And first of all, you see that a lot of young people are really fully engaged in a game. And it was a very, very clear decision that uh, we don't want to go in any kind of shooter games. Mm. Um, We want to really find something that... Definitely somehow fits also to our to our brand, and that's the reason why we finally chose uh, to collaborate with League of legends and if you just think about this audience, yeah, everybody feels like oh, these are some nerds playing all night long, any games are tired the next day in the office, and everything that might be true, yeah but honestly. There are also some others that watch uh, the NFL games in the middle of the night, and they are also tired in the office the next day. (laughs) So you really have to dig deeper and to understand Visa. Tech-oriented people, tech-minded people, they are very open-minded. They love to play together, to somehow collaborate. They are also really well-educated, and a lot of them are potentially our future customers.
0: Mm let's let's talk a little bit about numbers um, because the numbers speak for themselves over 100 million people watched the league of legends world championships grand finals including a peak of 44 million concurrent viewers wow that would be half of germany so nas <laughs> when did
1: esports become so popular you know it's interesting it's been popular uh it just hasn't been mainstream um in fact, what triggered us to to actually go all in um, on esports was back in 2011 during our first World Final. Uh, it was part of a gaming convention. You know, we didn't have an esports team. It was something that you know we. It was a competition, a, a, a tournament, and we decided that weekend. Hey, why don't we we put this, we stream this on Twitch? Why not? And um, you could imagine what the production value was. It was terrible. <laughs> and we had there live in the room at this conference center, um, maybe 50 people in the audience who were watching, and we put it online. And I think that weekend we saw 2 million people tune in. And that's when we said, oh, okay, hold on. It's not just us that thinks this is really cool. <laughs> you know, we think our fans actually really want this. So every year, that's when essentially going into 2012, we said, let's bring everything in house and again, produce the type of event and sport that's 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 really kind of um, similar to what you see in traditional sports in terms of the quality and the infrastructure and the rule set and all that. And every year since then, we've set uh, a record in the industry for the viewership of the world final. And the next year we've broken our own records. And I think that the reason it's so popular, I think, first, it starts with the game. You know, I think League of Legends has a massive player base, where it's the most played PC game in the world, and so that becomes a pretty large pool of people who will probably be very attracted to the sport. And so, I think as the the popularity of the game has continued to rise, even though it's a decade in, the 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 game is so engaging, and so I think that definitely helps with viewership. And then the last thing I'd have to say is hats off to the pro teams. I mean, the pro teams, the pro players, they're the ones who really make this, you know, it's it's their skill. They're so, so incredibly talented. Um, you know, you, you want to tune in to watch the best of the best in anything, right? That, that's always very entertaining and, and educational and interesting. And um, I think that's what that's what the finals does. So you see viewership continue to rise.
0: I love that you distinguish between popular and mainstream. I think that's the point for us right now, because we, me, myself as a noob, <laughs> I think that's really the point. It's not, it, it, it's always been popular, but now it's it's a little bit more mainstream. But it's not only about the reach of the mega events, but also about the very active community. Nuts mentioned it already, and you as well. And I did some research and I found those numbers. They are so Insane. 150 million monthly players are playing League of Legends. That's one third of the monthly Twitter users. And you also mentioned the pro players. So, how many of them would you say are doing this professionally? And how many of them playing it just for fun, going to the office, very (laughs) tired (laughs) the next
1: morning? Right. (laughs) Right. Well, We, League of Legends esports is the biggest esport in a number of ways. Um, And one of those ways is just the the sheer number of um, pro players that we have competing in our sport as their careers. So, you know, the way our sport is set up, we have 12 regional leagues across five continents, um, uh, Europe being one. Our league there is based out of Berlin. Each of those leagues has somewhere between you know ten to even up to sixteen or eighteen teams. So when you calculate it all, it's over about a thousand pro players, wow. which if you think about it in terms of that pyramid of like all the people in the world who play league of legends, I mean they really are at the tip 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 top of that that pyramid the top 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 echelon you know I don't know what the percentage is, but it's got to be the 0. 0.000 something you know, percent of players, you know, who have the talent and the skill level to be able to compete for their career. Mm. Speaking of
0: professional sports, um, nuts. How do you rate esports compared to other uh, sports in which you, yeah, in which you're represented? For example, motorsports. How do you rate it?
2: I think it's not about rating it against each other. It's more about um, adding something to it. Yeah? Um, because um, if you talk about a rating it's like um, something is more worth or less it's a totally different audience yeah it's a totally different group of let's say potential customers for the future so if i would rate it where it is compared to motorsports for example so motorsports is already quite close to the peak of it so um, they are very very professional everything has been uh, worked on since years decades in esports We are right at the beginning. We do see every year, year over year, a double digit growth. And that is something where you can only imagine what can happen in the near future. And again, it's much more about adding something in terms of target group or adding something to the brand. And I think in both cases, uh, we have some kind of a win-win situation.
0: I want to dive in deeper into that topic because I think it's very interesting. I read that the Formula One eSports series team trains in the same training center as Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas, and that they have also the same trainers. So that's very funny, in my opinion. I, I had no clue that it is like that. Um Obviously, that's very successful. I mean, the Formula One team is very successful, but also the Formula 1 eSports team because they won the world championship of the Formula E eSports series two times. Which impacts and synergies result from the physical and digital sports world?
2: The funny thing is, if you just imagine somebody's talking about eSports and has no clue what happens there, that you realize all of a sudden that these kind of, let's say, training methods are very, very close. If you just think about... Uh, how many decisions a professional esports player has to do in a second and not only to do but also to operate yeah it gets very very close to the decisions a formula one driver has to do and if you see uh, what is necessary in terms of physical fitness in an esports game it also gets close to any other professional soccer football or racing driver yeah um, so you do really realize it's true sport.
0: In every episode, we pick a current headline to discuss. And this time I had to admit, it was very hard to find something because it was very specific. But I found an article published at the end of September in the online magazine Daily dailyesports.gg with the following headline, Mercedes-Benz to partner with Riot Games for 2020 Worlds and... Future Events. It was all about the partnership beyond League of Legends. And before we talk about what a partnership in the fields of esports can look like, Nas, how do you choose your partners? And in this case, why do you team up with Mercedes? Um,
1: Our philosophy with partners or for partnerships, I should say, has been that we look for partners and partnerships that can really be a force multiplier, you know, when it comes to the sport, partnerships that can help propel the sport forward, partnerships that can really help elevate our fans' experience with the sport. Um, And when we look at, you know, the profile of an ideal partner, you know, we we look for partners who um, share our our values and and our very fan-focused, fan-first philosophy Uh, partners who believe in our vision for the sport. And and our vision is a bold one. We aspire to bring joy to billions of fans around the world. We've hit the hundreds of millions uh, mark. So our our goal is to get to billions. So we look for partners who are uh, just as inspired, I think, by that vision. And we look for partners who are the best in their respective fields. When we thought about, okay, who's, Who's the best partner to bring in um, in the mobility and automotive field? Mercedes-Benz arguably is the right partner and fits that mold. They're just you know at the top of your game, uh, pun intended. Uh, you know, I think within your own industry, they have an incredible history of supporting some of the biggest sports in the world in in really meaningful ways, and they again also share our appetite for innovation, our, you know, our, our fan first approach. And so for us, it's a very, very ideal uh, partnership and collaboration. I
0: I still remember the first appearance of Mercedes-Benz at ESL in 2017, you brought a car to the event. Let's say, Best case that was very traditional. <laughs> and you had, you, it was a good start. There was a good and positive feedback, I have to say that. But to be honest, in a digital world, there's still enough uh, room for improvement. So, how will the new digital partnership? look like
2: you've mentioned it. we also had a let's say quite steep learning curve on that yeah and in the beginning yes for sure we tried to test and to learn yeah and uh, we realized there are things that work pretty well for example in the very beginning we we had cars on display right Uh, later on we started for example to take uh, young timers with us and to have people from the audience sitting in the car and enjoying a game. And all of a sudden, it became a much more natural connection. Now we are talking about, for example, the Hextech chest. And we are trying to really dive deep into our audience, into that game, and to see how we can maybe even explore together with Riot games new playing fields. So uh, you better really have a closer look in the near future what's going to happen because I do truly believe Mercedes will definitely become a very, very organic and natural part of this community.
0: I think now it's a point you you must explain the hex tag again and it's really a tough word.
2: Um, It is actually a little box that players can find in the game And it is a very important box because uh, uh, the box contains a feature that is very, very important in the game. Let's compare it to something everybody can imagine. I think it is like if you are trying to do some kind of adventurous tour and you do some geotagging and you you are trying to find something that is part of the game, a certain kind of a tool would maybe describe it the best.
0: Yeah, and it was really... um the audience was really re- very excited about it. I read a lot of uh, comments about this hex tech chest and now I leave that part because it's too hard to say it all the time. No, it's okay, <laughs> but actually, actually to, to, all the, to all
2: the players out there, the game is still on, you can still play <laughs> it, and uh, it's really worth playing it because the faster you answer the questions, the bigger is the chance that you are among the top 50 players, mm-hmm. and then you are definitely one of them who's going to get one of these
0: Chests. <laughs> but this is a very cool example for how partnerships could look in a digital way. Uh, um, in new things can be created, and I like that idea that you not just only brand something and say this is powered or sponsored by Mercedes Benz. You're actually part of the game. You're actually involved in the game, and I love that. But before I ask you, Nats, uh, Nas, what do you think? What kind of KPIs are possible, and is there even a short term? ROI possible, or is it more like, yeah, you have to have a long brief?
1: <laughs> um, I think it's different for every brand, what their what their objectives are. I think, um, you know, given the scale and, and size of League of Legends esports, I think awareness, uh, of course, is probably... One of the most instant KPIs that 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 brands will will see by getting involved in esports, but every brand has different measures for success. And like you said, some of those can be measured um, right at the start of the partnership, and others you're going to want to kind of measure throughout the duration of the relationship, however long you know it is. So, what
0: KPIs do you actually have at your department, nuts?
2: Yeah, no, I think um, it is quite easy. First of all, as mentioned previously, we want to definitely become engaged to a younger audience uh, that we didn't reach to over the past years. The second is that we truly want to send out the message what Mercedes is all about and how Mercedes also want to engage with this audience. The third thing is for sure we want to somehow translate our values that we do have as a brand. We want to translate these values into this community because we do truly believe we have a lot in common. As described previously, the audience is young, tech-savvy, open-minded, global, innovative. um, Very young. Very young.
0: 18 to 34 years old, 85% of them. Most
2: of them are pretty young. But what is definitely much more important, that we do have a platform that we can really engage and get into a dialogue with this community. We are not only thinking about today, we're also thinking about what happens tomorrow. And if you think about what will mobility look like in the future when it goes towards, let's say, autonomous driving or anything, yeah? or even today, if you are in a backseat of, uh, for example, the S-Class that we just have presented to the world, you have a great entertainment system in the backseats and people can really enjoy, for example, in-car gaming. So what might the future of in-car gaming look like?
0: Could that also be a a new business model? I remember the, the CLA. You also showed that car at the um, tech open air festival in Berlin. I saw it and it's, it's like the gaming edition. You could have played game in there. Is that actually um, a new business model you're working on to say, yes, what can we do in the future when we drive autonomous? What can we do with the car and with the time in the car and Maybe, for example, with a big windshield. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. We do think already today about that because um, the moment that we are at that point that a lot of cars can drive autonomously, yeah, at that moment, we also want to be ready with any kind of entertainment, for example, in the car. And imagine, just have an idea of that. In the future, you can, for example, use the steering wheel. You can use the pedals at the steering wheel. You can use all the switches at the steering wheel you can even use your seat. Our seats, you can either use the heated seats or the heating function or the cooling function on the seat. You can use the ambient lighting in the car to have a really full immersive experience in the car when you... Play, for example, a game that we might maybe potentially develop with uh, Riot Games.
0: Sounds sounds like a cool future, <laughs> and maybe some. I some, want some, that car. Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe we have some some uh, experience today. Um We're at the end of the episode, but before we uh, close it with our future mobility question, since we're talking about that right now. um Coming back to the social media platforms, a huge hype was Snapchat. They've been losing a lot of users the last months. What do you think? Will eSports experience the same fate or is a more sustainable future more likely?
1: I do not think we'll we'll face the same fate. I believe that eSports are the future of sports. We really believe that. Um, I think as technology continues to advance, everybody becomes a gamer. Most people today are gamers when you think about it, because we all carry a computer in our pockets, our phones now, <laughs> and that technology enables us to play games. And, you know, to be a, quote, gamer doesn't mean you have to be playing 100 hours a month of games. Maybe you're just playing a mobile game once in a while to, to pass time. Um, but I think that that is going to um, continue to push Esports into uh, the mainstream, you know, as we talked about before. So I think the future is is incredibly bright. What do you say, Nas?
0: What what are maybe the next milestones? What is the next phase of esports and especially your collaboration?
2: I do think that kind of immersive experience that is definitely possible yeah, in a car could be one of them, um, for sure. Um, Everybody is working since. A couple of years on any kind of AR, VR experiences that also might become bigger. But the very interesting part to me is the moment when you bring different disciplines to somehow collaborate and to find new innovative ways on how to bring things together. Some years ago, who would have said that there will be 20-year-old guys who will earn a lot of money because they are professional esports gamers. Yeah, It happened only because um, different industries started to work together. The, on the one hand, the ones that were working on video games and the ones that provided fast internet connections. So all of a sudden, it became a worldwide movement. And so I can definitely imagine for the future that we're going to see a lot of interesting innovations and also innovations that will make driving or mobility even more enjoyable in the future, because um, it's not only going to be something how to pass time, it's going to be something where you get involved, where you will be really engaged into. And maybe you will start playing while commuting instead of in the middle of the night and the next day in the office, you won't be tired.
1: (laughs) You're going to fix the boredom of sitting in Los Angeles traffic. So I'm going to say thank you. (laughs) in advance for doing that for us
2: (laughs) that was exactly my key message thanks a lot
0: (laughs) i think not only in in los angeles i think it's the same here in stuttgart Um, at, at the end of each episode we would like to take a look into the future so what is your wish for traveling in terms of mobility in the future especially according maybe to user experience or gamification what is missing should be invented or what should be more widely distributed Nas,
1: I would say far into the future, flying cars, maybe. Uh, I would love <laughs> yes. to see that, but um, in the more immediate term, I think all of the self-driving technology is incredibly exciting um, and, you know, as Nats was saying, I, I would love to see a future where you could play games and even maybe watch your favorite, you know, esports pro team compete while you're driving. I think that would be incredible.
2: I do truly believe that mobility will stay something very important for people. And um, so it's going to be all about how we can provide a a very, let's say, sustainable way of mobility, how we can provide a very, let's say, uh, joyful way of uh, mobility and um, also some kind of luxury experience in the car. And, thinking again about different disciplines or different tasks, when we start to collaborate and to work together, there are huge opportunities for the future when it comes to mobility. And I, I'm really excited about that, I have to say. Because again, um, what we have seen, how, for example, um, esports developed over the past 10 years and how steep that curve became. Just imagine what will happen in, over the next 10 years. And if you combine that with mobility, that's going to be awesome. Maybe people will start living in the car all day, all day long, all night long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious about our future. And I'm pretty sure that when you both collaborate together, there will be a really impressive and gamification uh, result out of it. So thanks for all these insights. I'm still feeling like a little noob, <laughs> but maybe an advanced one. Um, you both are real. I learned another one. Real go that's the gamer word for masters. Masters. Gosu. It's a gosu. It's, a, it's the master of some skills. Gosu. gosu. So
1: thanks for your journey. For what it's worth, I don't think you're a noob. I think that you're <laughs> yeah. you're doing just great. And <laughs> I, I
2: do have to say, I'm a to...
0: noob who did some research. <laughs> <laughs> and most likely,
2: and most likely, uh, the guy who is taking care of esports in my team, the laugh, for like five minutes, if you try to explain. That I'm a, what was it a gosu a gosu a
0: gosu
1: yeah it's a gosu a
0: gosu the, the, the master the pro okay all right thanks guys for your journey through the esports world and uh, thanks for listening to the audience if you don't want to miss our next episode subscribe to our podcast let's talk mercedes and of course we would love to hear your feedback so leave a rating and a comment thanks for tuning in stay playful bye bye